Next up, Dave Eilenfeld is here tonight. Dave is an instructional designer by trade, husband to Alyssa and father to Alec and Luke. Anyone who knows Dave will tell you that he loves to tell stories, although this is the first time he told one into a microphone in public to be podcasted. <laughs> Dave holds a self-appointed title, King of Useless Information, which he proved tonight with the uh, dirty jobs, getting that question correctly. And this is the guy you want on your team for trivia. He's active in his church as well as in the prison ministry at Livingston County Jail. Here to tell us a story that is simultaneously respectful and trashy, Dave Eilenfeld. Like Devin said, my name's Dave Eilenfeld, and like everybody else, I'm talking about a job. And so I started to think back when John came to me, what jobs meant the most to me? What really stuck with me? And I, I started to think back of, about the different jobs that I've held, and I'm going to date myself real quick, because the other day on Facebook, because nobody looks at Facebook anymore, I saw a meme, and it said, uh, my parents taught me to treat the janitor uh, with the same respect of the CEO. And I started to think about that, and it reminded me of about when I worked as a garbage man in, uh, when I was 16 years old. So when I was 16 years old, uh, my dad was asked by a local friend to work on his garbage route. And when he first came to me, I was like, 16 years old, I'm like, that's a hard no. I'm not going to work in all that filth and rats and nasty. No way, I'm not going to work as a garbage man. And that was not the uh, response my dad wanted. In fact, he had already told Mr. Harden, sure, Dave would love to do that. So I thought, what? What are you talking about? But the way he sold it to me is he said, you know, Dave, you're kind of a small guy, and um, you're getting ready to go out for football. I was. I really was. And what better way to get into shape uh, than to lift 50-pound garbage barrels all day? And he said, you'll be huge by the end of the summer. And I started to think about it and put myself in that place, and I thought, I could be twisted steel and sex appeal. Yeah. <laughs> this could be awesome for me. I, I could I started to envision packing 50 pounds of solid muscle on my 130-pound frame. So enough said. I was sold. So yeah, it, it all worked out. So the first day comes, and I'm going into the garage, and I'm looking around, and these guys were hardened veterans. I mean, they were trash collector extraordinaires. These guys did it all. And they looked really rough. And Mr. Harden had already warned me that I was probably going to be a prime target for practical jokes. And they looked at me, and I was an easy mark. I mean, I was 16 years old. I was pretty naive. These guys had me dead to rights. But the thing was, when I first saw them, and, and, I, and I'm telling you this to be honest, because I think we're all friends here. Um, <laughs> I saw myself above them. I mean, I'm 16 years old. I'm looking at these guys. This is a summer job for me. I'm here to make money. I'm looking at these guys, and I'm thinking, they look just like they slept in the garbage truck all night, like inside the back end. And, and these guys were really rough, and a lot of them had passed. Uh, they had been criminals. They had been all these things. And the beauty about this guy, Mr. Harden, was that he loved everybody. I mean, this guy could... He, he would take everybody in, give everybody a chance, and, and I just really liked the guy and respected him. And that was the whole reason that I, I wanted to work for him was because this, this guy was a, a really cool guy. And 
I looked at these guys and it appeared that garbage was their lives. So we started, everything was cool. It wasn't until I worked with these guys and, and did the daily route with them that I, I got a true understanding of who these people were. They, they had problems, they had issues just like me, but worse, and they were working through them. And, and, and it wasn't after working with them, uh, or it was after working with them for a while that I realized that what they were doing was respect, respectful work. It was honest living. I mean, it was, it was, an, uh, it was a place where I, I really understood not to judge a book by its cover. These guys were, they had families. They were just trying to make a way for themselves. And, and, uh, and I actually gained a, a true respect for these men. And I came to the realization that um, it was hard work and it was honest work. And who was I to judge anyone? And that's something that I've taken with me from, that, from 16 years old until now that I've taken through my career not to judge people by their cover. It's, it's something that it, it's really easy to do when you first look at somebody, but it's something that uh, this job really taught me not to do. And then I met Caesar. Now, the thing about a garbage route is there's so many things that could happen. You can take a slow-burning barrel and dump it into a $180,000 truck and burn the truck up. You could attach a dumpster to the back of the, uh, the garbage truck and do it wrong, and you could do a lot of damage to the truck, break or ruin the dumpster, or even kill somebody. But there's nothing more dangerous or something that you should have more respect for than a pinned-up dog because you don't know when he's going to get out. And so we had this route. On the route, we had every Wednesday, we would uh, go to Auburn, Illinois. Anybody know where Auburn is? All right. So Auburn, Illinois, we would do this route, and we had we would drive up this alley, and it was the, the Bailey's garbage. And the thing about Bailey's is they had this chocolate Doberman pincher named Caesar. And this thing was a guard dog to the fullest. And the way they had it set up is the pin was right up against the alley, and they had the garbage cans next to it. And this thing would do what guard dogs do. It would bark like crazy. It would go nuts. And I mean, there were two strangers driving up in a big truck. It was pretty intimidating. So what'd you expect? He'd go bananas. And so I remember how brave I was with Caesar because I would go up sometimes and I would kick that chain link fence and I would just say, shut up. And I'd bark at him sometimes and it would just make Caesar go bananas. And the driver was Darren and Darren and I would just laugh and laugh and laugh. We just thought that was so funny. And then um, one day we drove up and Caesar wasn't in his pen and the door was um, open didn't think much of it. I just figured they were a doctor's appointment or for the vet or whatever and didn't think much of it. And so Darren and I are the driver are, are dumping garbage and we're talking and we're chatting and I'm looking down and all of a sudden Darren stops talking in mid-sentence. And I look up and he's making a beeline to the cab. And I'm like, what's going on? And it wasn't until I turned around and I see Caesar barreling around the side of the house. And I could have sworn he had this big smile on his face. It wasn't, hey, buddy, let's play kind of smile. It was like, it's payback. You're dead. And I look around, and I see Darren, and I realize I don't have time to make it to the cab of the truck. And I'm looking around, and I notice that my only hope is to jump to the, on, and climb on top of the garbage truck. So I'm sitting there, and I, I take a big leap, and I grab it, and the only thing I can grab is a handle, 
okay? And I'm sitting there dangling, and I'm hanging on side of the garbage truck, and Caesar is going nuts, and he's jumping up at me, and he's remembering all those times I kicked that chain link fence and told him to shut up, and it barked, and I don't know what I was saying in doggies. I mean, I could have been insulting his mom. I didn't know. So at the time, I'm sitting there dangling, and he's trying to make my butt a chew toy. And I don't know when it happened, but my foot, my boot hit Caesar, and I'm assuming it was in the head, because his barking stopped. It went from a bark to a yelp to a growl and then to a huff. And then I'm sitting there dangling, and a lot of you guys are wondering, why in the heck didn't Darren just get in the truck and start the truck and drive away? It wasn't until later I realized that Darren was so scared that his key ring fell off and it was laying outside of the cab of the truck and he couldn't drive away. So I thought, okay. So anyway, he, Caesar got down, st uh, stood there, looked around, looked a little disoriented, and walked himself back into the pen. And I went over there and I shut the gate. And from that, I don't, before you throw any eggs, we, there was a mutual understanding that day. Caesar and I became <laughs> friends. I actually would bring dog treats on the route just to feed him from that day on because I didn't want to have any more problems like this again. And Caesar didn't bark near as much. He'd bark when we first get up there, but it wasn't as bad. But the important thing was that there was a mutual respect. And it wasn't just a mutual respect between dog and man, but it was a mutual respect between me and the workers at the garbage route. And I really had a, a great opportunity. When I was 16 years old, my dad asked a friend if I would work on a local garbage route. And that's when I learned to treat the janitor as, with the same respect as the CEO. Thank you.